Grandma? Mr. Johnson? Rose, I have a question for you. What did your faith look like when you were a child? Going to church and following the Ten Commandments and getting good grades in school. I think your dad and mom want you, want you to do that too. That was very important. The fact that they wanted me to trust in God and honor the Lord and believe in prayer. That's really what they wanted. They wanted me to be a good kid and stuff like that. They made sure I did the, I did the golden rule and all that stuff. I had to go to church. I didn't want to go. I knew that God listened to your prayers, but I thought that was only true if you had your head bowed and your hands folded or you were kneeling beside your bed at bedtime. We memorized various things, the Lord's Prayer, the Apostles' Creed, the 23rd Psalm, the Beatitudes, and numerous Bible verses, but I didn't think much about the meaning of all those words, and I didn't recall having any of it explained. I think I thought of religion as something that was important, primarily on Sunday morning, and I didn't question any of the Bible stories or anything else that had to do with God or Jesus. There's a song I remember, a hymn, but it wasn't my favorite because they always sang it when, we, when they wanted you to go down to the altar. As a kid, I didn't really want to go down to the altar, but the song was Just As I Am. They sang it again and again, over and over, till somebody went down to the altar. And if they didn't go, I think they'd still be going on. I believed that God was there. I believed that God had given us all a big opportunity to make things right for everybody. Very early on, I bought into that that God wanted people not to be suffering. I'm an outlier, or at least I consider myself an outlier. I've been very intensely following behind Jesus as literally as possible since I was about eight years old. This is not a normal thing. I believe God was a super being. You know, I knew he was imaginary as far as on earth, but I know he had superpower in our lives, so I believe he was a super being and I wanted to like him. Not be like him, I love him to be like him, but I wanted to like him. I was taught to fear God. I don't know if they do that much nowadays, but dad and mom pretty much wanted us to fear God. Not in a bad way, but kind of like when I got a pasm. How has your faith changed over the course of your life? We had a friend named Ralph who described your faith as when you were young, you put a nickel in the bucket. As you grow older, your faith becomes bigger and turns into a dollar. And as you get older, this changes into $10, and so on and so forth. Your needs change of God as you get older. Also, as you get older, you start to ask questions. My grandma grew up Episcopalian. She, be she began to doubt God and, and her faith, become ag agnostic, because she wasn't sure of her faith. Even though she no longer went to church or believed in God, my grandmother says that Christianity was still a part of her, because all the Christian world she was raised with. A few years later, she began to believe again, studying the Bible and praying regularly. Don't ever lose your faith. Always believe in God and hold on to the faith that everything will be okay. If you have good intentions in your heart and you have faith in God, God will help you. Times in your life when something happens where it seems really bad, this is the time when you have to have faith in God. For example, the church I went to when I was little got blown away by a tornado. The people in the church maintained their faith, and it helped them get through the terrible times. As a kid, I was more selfish. It's all about me, you know? It helped me. But as I grew up, I decided that my faith wants me to be kind and nice to other people and help them if they're not as fortunate. 
That probably is the most important thing about faith. It grows with you as an adult because it has to do more with other people than it does with yourself. At least when you have good faith. My marriage is, I think, especially blessed. I'm married to a Jewish person who is, in the traditional Christian thinking, not who you would pick. I went completely outside the fold. Me, this very intense Christian person, who people who know me know that that is my whole identity. How could it be that Sally married a Jew? In my family, my brother came up to me as the like representative of the rest of the family and said, how could it be that you are marrying a Jewish person? And I said, you know, if God brings you a husband like this, what you say is... Thank you. You don't say... Why isn't he a Presbyterian? And so my brother said, okay, I get it. And no one ever raised the issue again. I really didn't have a lot of struggles about what to do, what was right, what was wrong. I kind of intuitively followed what I thought was godly behavior. Now, this is weird language to use with a kid, but I will also use the word holiness because I see life as holy in all these aspects. I won't bore you with that, but I'm saying my faith was navigated, what was what navigated me through all those things. And for me, what is the mark of being faithful is when you're surprised. I think so important is trusting God and having hope and being humble. I wish I could teach Trump some of these things. I find faith to be very active, very powerful. It's been my driving force through all these, through all those things. And the fact that there have been a lot of surprises along the way, I just think God has a great sense of humor, a great way of making us reconsider money, time, all sorts of stuff, if we're open to it. I think you'll find as you grow up, as you always keep faith, you'll think you're not doing enough, that we should do more, but that doesn't mean you're doing poorly, but you feel like you are. I think the fact that you feel it means you're a good person. You know what I'm saying? So I just wish I could ask my younger self to be a better volunteer for the work of God. Well, my faith helped me handle good and bad things in a much better way. It always gave me hope and thankfulness in life. And I didn't give up because I knew if you were good and kind to people, uh, and people treated you good and kind, it made you get through those bad things. There's a story in the Bible about a guy named Thomas. We all know him as a doubting Thomas. There were like hundreds of people following Jesus around, not just those 12. He had a front row seat to Jesus the whole time, and he still didn't totally get it. None of those hundreds of people totally got it. Don't expect to always get it. I would say stay open and do what you think is right. And ask God and trust that God will answer you. Maybe not at the right moment and maybe not with the answer you want. But just stay open. I don't think people ever have it all together. Don't worry if it appears that some, some, people, um, some young people have a stronger faith than you have. Some people just wear their faith on their sleeves. Your faith is something that grows as you grow and become stronger as, as you go through life. And, and remember that God is always there for you. Just listen. Psalm 145. One generation will praise your works to the next one, proclaiming your mighty acts. 
They will talk all about the glorious splendor of your majesty. I will contemplate your wondrous works. They will speak of the power of your awesome deeds. I will declare your great accomplishments. They will rave in celebration of your abundant goodness. They will shout joyfully about your righteousness. The Lord is merciful and compassionate, very patient and full of faithful love. The Lord is good to everyone and everything. Amen. 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 And all God's people said, Amen. Amen.